You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smartest Guys in Marketing podcast here with your hosts, Chris Evans and Taylor Welch. Welcome back, my man. I'm back in the big city. You've been out gallivanting all over the southeast. Gallivanting. I went went to uh, Memphis, Tennessee yesterday and sat close to the court for a Grizz game and they got beats. I was like, well, see, this is why I live in Nashville. How's their NBA team? Nashville? You're a dirty dog, bro. You are a dirty dog. So dirty. All right, so we had an amazing event last week in the Music City, Nashville. Uh, I'd say it's probably our best event thus far. Would you agree with that? It was like, hands down, no question about it, the best event we've ever had. I think we're actually getting the hang of this after five events. We're starting to not suck, which is pretty impressive. Yes. Yeah. We had we had clients literally from around the world fly in, and uh, we spent three days together. And it was man, I, I was dude, I was exhausted afterwards, but I was so filled up just to have these amazing clients there to be able to interact with them and help them with their businesses was amazing. And actually, one of the things that we talked about last week, we want to talk to you guys about today because it's extremely important for you to have longevity in your business to get this one thing right. This is something that we have gone through the fire, trials, and tribulation in figuring this out and how to just not only survive in business, you know, as an entrepreneur, as an expert, but really, but to really thrive as an entrepreneur and an expert. So, bro, why don't you tell us what we're talking about today? Dude, well, I was going to pull up a picture of the event, oh. unless you have one. You have one close? Here, let me, let me pull this up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check this out, check this out, check this out. Look at that. Can you see that? It's a nice little venue. You can see that I um, wore that one nice outfit that I have. And the next day you wore yoga pants. (laughs) I did not wear yoga pants the next day. I wore nice black jeans. It was definitely a lot of fun. We had, what, 50 people, 50, 60 people, something like that. Uh, crammed in a room downtown Nashville. We talked about some of the stuff we're going to talk about today. And the title of today's podcast is The Two Devils. Oh, snap. Ooh. The Two Devils. And here's, we were just talking before we, we hit the live button about, it can be deceiving because the show is called Smartest Guys in Marketing right now. But you get on and it's like, listen, marketing is only, we used to think that marketing was like 99% of it, right? <laughs> like, That's like all we did, but we got stuck at like 300 grand a month. And then we got stuck again at like 400. And it's like, reality says that marketing is only part of the equation. What's taken us and thrown us into this current iteration of rapid growth is actually just business, like understanding people, (laughs) understanding how to optimize your own performance, understanding how to be a leader, understanding all of the different intangibles that come at you on a day-to-day basis. So the two devils is, uh, this is an excerpt from what we talked about at the event last week. And it's basically, this is legitimately, what did you say? Like the only two things that will actually keep you from the next level. Yeah. And ironically, 
It's not marketing. It's more strategic. It's bigger picture than that. And a lot of people, you can tune in to listen tactics. They're going to be like, here's how to use pixels. Here's how to write good headlines. And we can talk about that all day long, but that would be a disservice to you because you learn how to write a good headline, but you don't learn how to master your own hunger and you lose the game. You lose the yeah. game because you'll cap out and you'll think 20 grand a month is a big deal. In fact, one of my posts last week was makes 30 grand a month thinks that they're Bill Gates. That's like the internet marketing world. And so these are the really, I, w- I think these are strategically the only two things that will lock you down at a level underneath what your potential is. Yeah. It's kind of rolling. Off yeah, it's cover. good, dude. Like everything in our nature, you know, as, as human beings is we are, we are set up to basically survive. Right. And a lot of times yeah. that means that we don't like, we don't like problems. And I would go as far as to say, is we run away from problems where you're only going to be successful if you run into the problems and to be able to run into the problems, you have to be a person who adapts. That's what it all comes down to. Like uh, whether someone's telling, you no, uh, they're not buying, buying your offer, or if your Facebook ads are broken, or if your email system is broken, a lot of times, you know, we resist the issues. Like we don't want to confront the issues. We don't want to confront the problems where the key is in the adaptability. And that's what we're going to talk about today oh. is you to be able to adapt to the situations that come at you like a freaking tsunami. Uh, and you can weather any storm through this process. And that is the key. And now through us implementing this stuff in our own business has allowed us to hit higher highs in the last few months. Like we've had our biggest months, most profitable months in the last few months, just by taking these two things and implementing them into our business. Yeah. So just let me just encourage you and you guys probably like, wow, they're really talking this up, but I've really, I've been in the position before when I've like skipped through podcasts and I skipped through audiobooks. I'm looking for the shiny thing. And I'm looking for like, what can I learn right now? That's going to make me a, a shitload of money. Uh, let us just kind of talk about this for the next 20 minutes. This is like a vitamin. It's like a vitamin for your soul. It's like a vitamin for how your brain operates. And so this might not be some, these two things they're going to list, you're going to hear them and be like, oh, duh. But if you're not making $700,000 a month and you haven't mastered these to the level that we have, okay? Or maybe you're just extremely ugly and nobody trusts you with money, which is not likely, but it could be. All right, number one, you ready to dive in? Yeah. The two devils, the two things that will keep you from what you want in your career, your relationships, et cetera. And then there are two questions underneath each devil. Every new level has a new devil and you've got to ask the right questions to solve the answer. Just like roll. I'm like a rapper, man. Where's 50 Cent, 50 Cent Where's wishes that he was me every day. I don't feel like 50 Cent is that great of a rapper. All right, cool. Anyways, number one, knowledge or information. Number one, the two things that will keep you from what you want is not knowing how to do something. Uh, we talked about this at the event last week and it's like, how many of you feel like this has held you back? Boom. The whole, the whole room raised their hands. It's like, oh yes, everybody thinks that this is the, this, this is the, the problem, but less than 20% in your problems, less than 20% in your life is actually going to come down to a lack of information or lack of knowledge. It's not that big of a deal, dude. Yeah. It's easy to learn new things. So what I'm saying here is that less than 20% of your results are going to come from the information, the knowledge that you consume. Okay. So what does that mean? It means that you're buying these courses, 
you're buying these these things, you're trying to learn the new thing, but what what you don't have in your life is probably not a result of what you don't know. Yep. Pretty contradictory to a lot of the gurus in the market because they have to make you feel like you don't you need to know something to sell their product. Knowledge. So hey, hey, here's two questions you should ask when it comes down to hey, am I in a season where I need to know am I am I missing out on something because of what I don't know? Number one is what what is needed for the immediate next step? All right. People get into trouble because they're mm. trying to solve problems that they won't have for 20 years right now. That's what they want to do. They want to say, well, 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 t- Taylor, Chris, how do I scale? Like when I have too many clients, it's like, oh, well, how many clients do you have? Well, I have two. Oh, well, why mm-hmm. are you solving that problem? You're looking for information on scale when you don't even know how to get clients or, or, Oh, well, what do I do about taxes? Like, bro, you make $200,000 a year. You're nobody cares about you. Like the IRS doesn't even care about you. Like figure out the, the important first steps and what human beings want to do. Here's a recipe for procrastination. Recipe for procrastination is try to solve tomorrow's problems while you're getting eaten alive in today's mess. Mm. It's a bad, bad habit, man. We see it happen all the time. And this is, this is partly why we just push people off the ledge and say, go collect money, go collect cash. One, we did that. That's what we did. We didn't have anything figured out yet. We just went and started making offers to people and figured it out as we go. Now, long-term, you don't want to do that. Like obviously you have to figure out your client fulfillment and stuff as you go. But if you've been in a place where one, you're not signing any clients or two, your revenue is not growing you have a problem in this area, right? You are making up stories in your business that are keeping you prisoner right now. Yep. The fact. I know fact. it's a fact because we deal with it every single day. Facts. Every, every day. Fact. Dude, I would think we need to make a new intro for Smartest Guys. It just says fact, 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 fact. Come here for the facts. I don't know we should do that. I'm alive. I'm alive today. But don't you think that's a good question is like sitting down with a notebook and being like, what is the immediate next step? Do I have this, the information to take the immediate next step? Because when you're thinking about the next 10 steps, you're overwhelmed by how much you feel like you have to learn. It's just about what's the next step. You put your right foot in front, then your left foot in front, and then your right foot in front. And that's the journey of a thousand miles. It's the first step. Yep. It's amazing too, like going back to the adaptability thing, how often this has to happen. Like I was just talking with the guys in, in our marketing yesterday, like going back and like talking about how you have to fight for clarity every single day. Like, what do I do today that moves me closer to the goal? Right. And so often, like you said, we get way too far out in the future and we're creating problems, which, you know, it creates noise and confusion and we have no clarity in our business. So you got to get this fixed. All right, number two. This is the second question. This is the second question. Dude, are you like ready to go or what? I'm ready to go, dude. You're over there playing tic-tac-toe. The second question. Ready to go. The second question, is my time worth such that it's cheaper to hire it out than it is to learn it? You're going through this with one of our clients right now. I won't say his name, but it rhymes with panner. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, He's like, man, teach me how to get my ass to the next level. It's like, dude, you're it. it he posted on the 19th, he's done $235,000 in revenue. Hire this 
out. Your time is worth more than the cost of getting someone who's already an expert to come in to do it. Now, here's the problem. When people you said that on the 19th? Yeah, yeah. It was oh, it's a little bit Here's the problem. Here's the problem. This is it. Watch this. Please, everyone, pay attention. People doing six grand a month applying to work with us. I'm like, I'm just trying to build my team. No, you're not. You ain't building nothing. You are poor. You are broke. Do not build a team when you can't even figure out how to get healthy revenue for your own business. So here's the thing. We've got people like, like Panner who are making so much money trying to do everything themselves. That's going to lock you down. It's going to keep you stuck. And then we got people who are like, you know, rooting around in the ground, like seven grand a month trying to hire assistants. They're both big mistakes. What is your time worth? If you're making less than, if you're, I think personally, if you're making less than 20 grand a month, you shouldn't have any employees. Maybe a part-time assistant because your time is worth so little fractionally that it's cheap. It's cheaper for you to like go out and learn this stuff on your own. You need to be actually thinking as like, what's the next step? You're trying to hire a team when you, you don't, the only way you get clients is begging people on the Walmart checkout line. Issues on both sides. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I think there are some caveats. Like if you already are a successful business person, you have a lot of money in the bank. Like there are some things there where there could be some adjust- adjustments, but if you're close to calamity in your business, meaning like you have one bad month and it could all be over. Yep. Not a good place. Like we stacked a lot of money in the bank before we hired anybody. And we were consistently making money, a lot of money before we hired anybody. True. So facts, nothing but the facts. 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 Number two, you want to hit number Number two? two? Are you ready? Uh I don't want to move on unless you are. Number one, knowledge or information. You don't know how to do something. Everybody thinks that this is the main reason they're stuck, but it's not. It's less than 20%. Number two is the biggie. Normalcy and belief. Normalcy and belief. To believe something is possible or normal for me. So like, normal for me. Like, hey, what's your what's your famous quote? There is synergy <laughs> in the recipe. Let me tell you something. Hope worship, you're taking notes, kids. Worship team can come now. There is synergy in the recipe, and uh, I want you to raise your hands if you're ready to commit. <laughs> Preaching right now. Sorry. Yeah, like you have for you to be able to make generate fifty grand a month in revenue or a hundred grands or work 30 whatever. hours, whatever, whatever the you, like you have to believe one that's, that's possible. And you have to believe that that's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Where this a is- lot of people, there's, there's a, a, a massive gap in their belief system. Like they're here and what they want is over here and there's no bridge. The bridge is your belief. Like you have to get your belief set in place for you actually to get over here and accomplish the goal. That makes oh. sense. You, let's, this is why, dude. This is why the environment is so important. Like, what are you holding in your hands right now? It's just my little oh, my ball. Okay. It's a little weird. <clears throat> Put it down. Keep going. When you when you piss me off, this is, I just squeeze this like, mm. and then you just squeeze it and visualize. <laughs> I'm just oh, visualizing man. right now. <laughs> what is happening? All right, we we're getting some questions coming in. So, uh, I just want to I just want to just hit the statement. Like, yeah why client kit is so important and so valuable because obviously, you know, we're around the coaches around, but the environment is 
so valuable with the people who are at the same place that you are. You know, they, they come from the same journey that you're on and they've accomplished what you want to accomplish. And so by a, just a byproduct of the environment, your belief level raises versus where the majority of experts are spending time around people who don't believe that they can actually accomplish anything amazing. When yeah. the majority of the time that you're spending with people are people who are, you know, average American, which is, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but the average American is making 50 grand a year. How do you expect if you're spending all your time there with those people that you're going to make 50 grand a month or a hundred grand a month, right? So your environment is really, really important. Yeah. I think, I think that, so the two questions here are important, but I think before we get into that, uh, what you have to understand about this second pillar is over 80% easily, maybe sometimes mm-hmm. even higher, is this This is the struggle here. <clears throat> the problem is twofold. First problem is nobody thinks that they struggle with this, which is hilarious. And they're like, well, I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily my issue. I just need to learn how to use pixels. Okay. Well, that's what, in our world, that's what we call the, the definition Webster, if we're going to be proper, is a dumbass. That's what we call you. I don't have this issue. I just need to learn tech, 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 tactic, tactic, tactic. Um, the second thing, and I think this is the second big problem, is people over, like they inflate their own influence on their circles. Like, well, this they're not going to rub off on me. I'm going to rub off on them. This person might really be struggling and have, have no idea what it's like to be wealthy, but I'm going to be the one to come in and lift. No, you're not. It's not going to happen. Like being like, I'm going to be the one that jumps off a building and doesn't die. No, you're not. It's not because that's there's a rule here and it's a rule called gravity. And if you want to be the one person who's like, I'm going to defy gravity, then go for it. But you're that's weird. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. So the two questions you got to ask to fix this is number one, who has bigger goals than I do? If you look in your social circle right now, how many of your your people, all right, your your homies, your brothers from another mother's, you can let it out, bro. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to have joy, Chris. Uh, number one, who has bigger goals than I do? Make a list. If, if your list is one, one person or zero people, you're in trouble. You're absolutely in trouble because you're not surrounded by anybody who is better than you. That's going to drag you down, right? You agree with that? 100%. Have you ever dealt with this? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this last week at the event. Like, you know, it's you have to search out your people. Right? You have big dreams, you have big things you want to accomplish. And the chance that those people are just going to be naturally around you is very, very small. So you got to search where those people are at. Yep. Connect with them. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Thousand this percent. Is, this has been really hard for me, honestly. I think Chris, you're better at this than I am. Naturally, you're, you're more talented with networking, getting around people. I'm an introvert. I've had a lot of insecurity my whole life. I grew up a musician. And I think in that world, everything, a musician, a church musician at that. So like, if you're familiar with church world, it's like just ripe with insecurities. Everyone's fighting for a little slice at the top. And so getting into the business world, you know, even we go to events and you're meeting new people and you're talking to people. And I've had to work to get out of that whole, like sit in the corner and do my thing. And it's 
actually been a game changer for me just to get around people who have bigger goals than I do. Because at first, that makes you feel like a failure. It makes you feel really insecure because you're like, well, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm nothing. But you learn to use that and harness that as power to grow and to push. And I think so many people are not, they're not impressive. Their lives are unimpressive, not because they don't have the potential, but because everyone around them is like, oh, you're so great. Oh, you make so much money because they choose to put themselves into an environment that is comfortable where people you know, admire them and blah, blah, blah. I want to be around people who are like, how did Taylor get into this circle? That's what I want. Because then I'm like, how did I get into this circle? F you, I'm about to show you, I'm going to set the world on fire. You know, it, it makes us drive. You almost get it. It's a self-induced chip on your shoulder. Yeah, I think a lot of people, they like hanging around people who are the same as them or maybe lower in regards to success. And the reason why is because it feeds their ego. So go ahead and do an audit right now and look at the people that you are consistently spending time with. And listen, it doesn't have to just be business. Like I spend a lot of time with people who are amazing at family and they have amazing marriages, you know, like yeah. they're, they're just healthy people because yeah. that's a standard. That's something for me to raise my own bar to where yep. I, I used to like not want to hang out with those people because there was a, a reflection that there's something wrong with me. Yep. If the potential to be better is there, you have to step out and take it right. If not, if you're not taking those steps to that, then you probably have an ego issue and you are hanging around mediocre people because it makes you feel better about yourself. Ouch. Ouch. I'm only saying it because I love you. You're so mean, Chris. You obviously don't care about us. So you would only tell us nice things and buy us chocolates and pet our hair and tell us how pretty we are. If that's you, please leave. All right. Number two, first, who has bigger goals than I do? Get around them. Number two is tangible environment. Tangible environment. It blows my mind. Sometimes we'll get salespeople come in and They'll be like, I'm going to put $4 million on the board this month, this, this year. I'm going to be your top seller. I'm going to be, I'm going to kill it. And they hope, hop in a meeting. It's dark and they have like a hoodie on and a desk that was made by like putting, you know, two like car seat boxes, with cardboard boxes in the middle. <laughs> and like their, their blinds are drawn. It's like, bro, where are you? Are you like in a homeless shelter? Like, no, this is my office. Uh, you're not, you're not going to produce here. There's zero, zero chance. Your tangible environment has to, has to validate who you want to be. This is why I think Dave Ramsey is a brilliant marketer and a horrible leader to follow off the cliff if you want to be wealthy. He's like, man, buy the 1927 Honda that's about to explode. Pay cash for it so you don't have to worry about it. As if that's going to help you produce. It's not. It's going to, what are you doing to your central nervous system here? You're actually reinforcing that you're poor, that you have little means, that you're actually not taking your career or your life seriously. And I'm not saying you should go out and you're just starting a business and you get two Teslas and you're just like throwing all your money away on things you don't need. But I'm saying take a little bit of pride in mm. your tangible environment. Don't always get the cheapest thing yep. because you're reminding yourself subconsciously every time you put on that nice outfit, every time uh, you walk into your office that you take care of, every time you get into your car, 
that might not be the most expensive car on the planet, but it is a nice car and it backs up and reinforces your identity. You're reminding your subconscious that you're a player and that you're taking your surroundings seriously. Yeah, and by getting the cheapest stuff, you know, the opposite, like you're reminding yourself that money is limited. You don't have enough of it. You don't have enough of it. Yeah. Right, if you have that framework, if you're always looking for the deal, you're always looking for the cheapest thing, like, this comes from experience, me personally. Like that was me. Like I would talk people down to the bone, right? But the only reason I did that is because I thought that money was limited. Now you're opposite. You're like, hey, charge me double. Charge me double. I know it's not worth it. I just want to pay. Well, now it's more like convenience. Really. Yeah. Like I'll pay a lot more money for convenience and to basically control my time. Where other people think I'm crazy. Hey, we should talk about this next next week. I was in Memphis last night eating uh, eating lunch with my buddies, my old buddies from back in the day, back when I was uh, just a a poor little baby trying to make it in this world. And uh, they're making fun, and it's it's a good time because I haven't seen them in a long time, and it was great to see them. And we're going to the game, and I'm like, well, I'm I'm going to ride separate so I can leave early and get back to Nashville. They're like, oh my God. They're like, if it doesn't, if it you if it doesn't fit perfectly in your calendar, you see where I'm going with this? Oh, I know exactly where you're going. If it's not exactly what you want to do, you don't do it. And I said, Yep. Yep. Winning boss. Dude, three years ago, that would have eaten me alive for days. Now I'm like, yes, 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 yes. I will always choose to be selfish in the short term so that I can give back and have impact in the long term. We should talk about that next week. I don't know where this came from, but it was like just talking about environment and convenience. I think that's what brought this top of mind. Convenience, taking care of yourself, even if you got to pay a little extra to do it, is actually the best thing you can do for people around you because you can't give out of burnout, you know? Yeah. Like, Yeah, dude, it's almost like low performers make it their job to make high performers feel bad about being a high performer. And this is part of the regulation stuff talk that we had with our clients is like, if you don't understand that, you have to understand who you are as an entrepreneur and as a high performer. I do. What's required the maintenance on your NSX or on a Ferrari? A lot more. A lot more is required to maintain those because they're high performance engines. It's the same with you as being a high performer, an entrepreneur, an expert. Yeah. You want to answer these questions? Yeah, you can read them off. Kendrick said, how do you balance acquisition with fulfillment if you're doing it with all yourself? Obviously, it depends on the offer. I'm in EAM and I have the memos and other stuff, but I'm not 100% clear on that. So the question is about balance? Yeah, fulfillment and acquisition. So sales and client fulfillment. Yeah, man, how do you balance going to the gym and eating when you got to do both at the same time? Uh, Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm just like, man, how do you how do you balance how do you balance two things at the same time? Bro, you just do it. You're not gonna figure, you're not gonna get to a place where you don't have to at least grind through the beginning of it for yeah. a while. I mean, you want to build systems and you wanna not repeat the same thing over and over and over. And sometimes people will come into CK and it's like, why are you doing the same thing with every single client when you could literally put it into a video with a Google Doc and 
repeat it every, every single time. I was like, oh, you can do that. Yeah, you can do that. But I think I think this might come down to maybe one of two things. It could be tactical. It could be like what we just talked about. Or it could be that you actually think that you should have to work hard to fulfill on what you sold. And that's more likely. You sell a $12,000 project and you believe that you should have to put in a lot of effort to justify that money. And therefore, you're not building the systems because you have a belief issue that, well, to make this much money should require a lot of work and I should be personally involved and manually doing it. That'll kill you faster than not having the tactics. Yeah. Yep. Anything to add to that? Well, I think cash is king and you just have to keep an eye on where your cash is, you know, make sure that you're consistently collecting cash. Like we went through a phase where, you know, the first three months we did really, really well and we, we got to a place where we were just stacked up because we were signing so many clients. Like we had a bunch of money in the bank, but we had to take time out of our schedule to actually work on our fulfillment system. So I think it was like, it might've been up to two weeks where we didn't take any sales calls. We just worked 100% on our fulfillment system, but we had cash in the bank to allow us to do that. And the mistake a lot of people make is, you know, they just go like they do a, a complete 180 and go the opposite direction and they pay no attention to their cash balance and the money that's coming in. So obviously you can't operate, you can't survive without cash. You have to make sure that that's happening. And the other thing is, man, we worked seven days a week for months and months and months just to get this stuff set up. And just the last thing, like you always have to look at just collapsing your time. Like Taylor said, like you have to be building the systems, the processes as you go. Yep. 100%. Trisha says CK has been an absolute game changer for me. Yeah, I don't see any other questions. You guys hop on here if you want to know how to uh, how to do stuff. No worries, though. If you don't have any questions, you're rock and roll, bro. Rock and roll. Let's get out of here. All right. All right, man. See you guys. See you guys.